Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Maintenance Live, um, where I love going live and talking about everything maintenance. Uh, if you have any questions for me, make sure you add them in. Uh, let's start chatting. I did make a list of some of the questions that you guys are adding to the post. So if you can't make the Monday Live live, then make sure you pop into the group and use that poster and add your questions because I do go in there and I do make a list of some of the things that you guys want me to chat about. So first thing on today's list is leaving the scale at home. So you use that scale as a tool on your journey to finally and forever. And now that you have reached your goal weight, it is still a great idea, especially if you are in that second and third phase that solidifying the weight that you've lost or testing the waters to still get on that scale every day, not only as a check yourself before you wreck yourself kind of tool, but more importantly to get in tune with what maintenance looks like and feels like to you. The, the scale is going to continue to fluctuate even after you've lost your weight for so many reasons, of course, that have nothing to do with real weight gain. So you do kind of want to get used to those natural fluctuations and figure out what is normal for you. My weight fluctuates a lot. Like after a weekend of indulging, my weight can easily be up 10 pounds. After a week, a week away of indulging, my weight has been uh, up as high as 16 pounds. So I just know that I'm very sensitive to fluctuation. I mean, at the end of the day, it's never real weight gain. I just know that that's what's normal for me. So you're kind of using the scale for a different reason once you've reached your goal. So some of you may just be really used to using it. Maybe you're using it as kind of like uh, to keep yourself in check. At the end of the day, you know how you feel and you shouldn't need a scale to let you know if you've been indulging. You shouldn't need a scale to let you know if your weight is up, if you're putting on your pants and you can feel it. So, uh, especially in that third phase of testing the waters, this could be a great time to try to like forego using the scale, just kind of weaning yourself off of it. I did not have a scale for, for probably a good 20 years before I met Tony. He happened to have a scale in his bathroom. So every now and then I will get on it. I do have a scale in my bathroom now, same thing every now and then I'll get on it. Um, but I don't continue to feel the need to get on it every day, nor do I feel the need to get on the scale to tell me where I'm at. So also continuing to get on the scale can can help with any kind of like longer lasting issues that you have with getting on this piece of metal. You know what I mean? Where chances are you're the only person who knows that number. Um, we had a great conversation uh, with Monica a few weeks ago in our weigh in Wednesday about the fact that her scale had gone up a little bit, but physically she felt amazing, but she was really stuck on seeing this number every day, right? So for good reasons, there's lots of reasons to stop using the scale depending on how you feel. 
Um, but when you're going away, obviously, we don't want anyone taking their scale on vacation or stressing about weighing themselves every day. Um, when you go away on vacation, I'm all about just making choices in general that make you feel good. I love my piece of metal. <laughs> Kimberly. <laughs> You may very well love it. Maybe maybe you do love your scale and it represents all of the hard work that you have done. Um, that's totally valid. The, at the end of the day, I don't want anyone stressing about the scale. So when you go away and you don't have access to a scale, you really just kind of want to, you know, turn internally to how you are feeling. Uh, make choices that make you feel good at the end of the day. Um, sometimes it's out of your control. Um, I know, for example, in the summertime, my weight tends to sit a little bit higher. I think this is why when I go away and vacation in warm places, my weight is a little higher as well. My body retains the water. Um, so that will have my weight, that will have my weight up. But especially for things like, um, going away for the weekend or you know, going in the summer, with summer coming up, going to the cottage for the week. I, you know, I don't think at this point in maintenance, you need to be bringing that scale along with you. You shouldn't need the scale to hold yourself accountable. You shouldn't need the scale to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And you shouldn't need the scale to know where you are at, right? So I think it's a great idea if you are kind of struggling with the scale and, and not getting on it, or you feel like, oh my goodness, like I feel weird not getting on it, then it's more reason to not get on it because you want to get to a place where you're super calm about it and it really doesn't mean anything to you at the end of the day so um, again getting on the scale just brings up the feels and if you're feeling a certain way about it that's a that's something for you to learn and work through which you know is where you're at this process you want to work through all the things you need to work through to get to this super calm place physically and mentally when it comes to living that finally and forever life where you're not focusing on on the scale anymore I had a scale in my room while in Mexico I shoved it to the back of the closet I drank all the things ate all the things decided not to weigh myself when I came home on Friday I weighed myself today and I'm up a pound yeah right now, maybe if you would have weighed yourself the day before, it would have been up higher. Maybe that would have caused you to stress. You know what I mean? Same thing when you come back. You, you, if you know that your weight is up, you don't have to get on that scale right away. You know, you know, you don't need the scale again to tell you where you're at. And if you indulged while you're away on holidays and you're kind of feeling it, you're feeling it, you know? In fact, I would really prefer, as much as I'm a stickler for using the scale as a tool in order to lose your weight, because it's such a great tool while you're trying to lose weight, not so much while you're trying to maintain your weight. I would like everyone to go live a life where they never have to get on a scale ever again because you just don't need it, you know? Uh, Stella, my scale, and I are in a bit of a love-hate relationship right now. Just got back from vacation. She's falling into line again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, if you find that it's a useful tool for you, pull it out. But if it's starting to stress you, then you know that you have some things that you're going to need to reconcile when it comes to that skill. Uh, the other thing on my list is back on track. Funny enough, after holidays, I mean, just good timing. It's Spring is coming. Summer is coming. Um, let's talk about getting back on track. So I know we've had this conversation a lot, especially off the holidays, but it's always good to revisit. So back on track refers to following the original few weeks, a basic few weeks of the food plan itself. But this doesn't mean that you also can't maximize and focus on other things. Maximizing, we talk a lot about when you're trying to lose weight. Do all the things that you can do to get and keep that scale moving. You can also maximize when it comes to back on track because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm focusing my food, focusing on my water, and that scale is not moving back down. Well, it could be that you are also simultaneously back from wherever you're back from and you're stressed levels are higher, your routine is off, um, and for other reasons, for example, your weight could be up. So pull out that maximizing um, 
questions check 20 questions checklist I know that we actually just reposted it in the group you're not using it again to get and keep that scale moving but you're using it to do all of the things or remind yourself of all the things that you can do to get your weight right back down or more importantly to get you back to feeling like you're back at it which is just looking and feeling your best and kind of living your life so you know things like managing your stress and trying to get better sleep and moving your body a little bit more um, especially after indulging super super beneficial right so so don't be afraid to pull up that maximizing post um, when you're getting back on track a lot of times people are like yeah oh, I'm doing the food and the water nothing's really happening when it could be other areas that you actually need to focus on right also sometimes like when we get back we tend to like step, like ramp it up so if you are getting back and you're like getting back into working out again you know your weight remember that your weight can also be up maybe because you're starting to exercise more so your body is sore and that is why your weight is up and then also remember sometimes after indulging and then we get back at it our weight can be up before our scale drops back down again right and it's all a matter of what you're releasing whatever it's releasing if your weight is up it's a backlog of foods so in order to do that it's going to retain water just like when you are losing right so um, just a little note in terms of that back on track you remember to do back on track also for as many days as you feel like you need to till you feel back on track because it's not always about the scale so this is where you can do a couple days of back on track and then and then get back into personalizing the plan again if that's your preferred method if you're repeating the program back on track pick up from exactly where you left off or if you're solidifying your weight by personalizing the plan then back on track right and then get back to personalizing the plan or depending on where you are at in those four stages so just a little heads up on that. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is um, your weight in the winter time versus the spring and summertime. So off the off the heels of the holiday season, now we're into winter. Some of you are going away, coming back, and finding that your your weight is sitting a little bit higher. This could also be possibly be due to the time of year. So remember to give your body the kinds of foods that it's looking for in the winter time: the heavier carbs, the fatty meats, the soups and stews and those types of things forcing your body to eat salads especially this time of year might not be the right move so kind of recognize your body functions differently in the winter time and even though you're no longer looking to lose because we talk about this when you're losing weight you do want to be in tune to the changes of seasons with your body right so that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy some nice salads but if what you're really feeling is like something heavier like you know adding some quinoa or some rice or something to the mix especially for lunch you want to make sure that you're adding it in in the winter time your body functions differently it's kind of on this like slow rev or kind of slow burn where it's purposely keeping you in slow-mo hibernation mode right this is where the shorter days the drop in vitamin d levels the 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 colder temperatures all kind of signal for your body that it's winter time in the winter time your body will go looking to keep you better insulated right and so this is sort of where you want to kind of offset those things making sure you're taking vitamin d right get those levels up if you're not outside 20 minutes a day with sun on your skin you're not getting your vitamin d so it could be that if you're struggling to keep your weight down and you find it creeping up or you're feeling a little off it could be that your vitamin d levels are are a little low seasonal affective disorder that can really affect people 
as well, right? So just kind of those little nuances in season to season to season that now you're working through while you're working to maintain your weight. Then, for example, um, in the springtime, your body's going to start giving you more energy. You're going to be like, you're going to have more pep in your step. You're going to feel a little better. You're going to feel a little lighter and brighter and all those things. And this, this is where you might feel yourself moving more towards more fruits and, you know, things like salads and stuff like that, where you might look to add a fruit in the morning, fruit in the afternoon, add some more fruit to your meal. So this is where in the spring and summertime, um, your body is looking for foods that, you know, are easier to digest and create less heat when you digest them. So this is where you start craving those kinds of foods. So you want to make that slight adjustment to that, right? So just really picking up on those changes of seasons is really important, even while you're maintaining your weight and not something that we really um, have talked a lot about up until this point, but perfect timing, giving where we're at, right? Hi, Kathy. Uh, this is the time of high stress, selling a condo and physical problems. My lower back is a disaster. I don't feel like walking plus meds. I add, you know, add the, the darker winter, right, to it, lower vitamin D levels, all of that, right? Just kind of like it adds up and makes a difference. And you feel that kind of heaviness. You feel it, right? And this is what I'm saying. You're going to notice that transition where you're actually going to naturally start to feel lighter and your body would go looking to, you know, release any fat that it would have held on to over the winter that no longer serves a purpose, you know? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, my scale is up, but I know once I get back on track, it will go back down. It's good to not be stressed by the scale because we understand how it works. Yeah. And this is just kind of life. Like life is going to throw, like the seasons are going to continue to change. Um, your situations are going to continue to change. You're going to have different seasons of your life, some better than others, some more stressful than others. Right. And you'll kind of notice that when you're feeling a lot of stress, you're literally, you're feeling weighed down. That might actually affect what's happening on the scale. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to, other times in your life where you feel lighter and and also remember that when you're stressed your your brain is revving and your brain is you know something like 60% fat right so your body when you're stressed goes looking for increased fat which gives you a kind of a more sustaining energy that feeds into those satiety hormones right so maybe this is the time of year where you know you need to bump up your fat a little bit more and then in the summertime maybe this is where you want to bump up your fruits that give you that more of that that are a lot easier 
easier to break down that give you that more instant energy when it's hot in the summertime what does your body do it kind of like it kind of keeps you low energy do you know what I mean because eating takes so much energy you go for a lighter easier to digest kind of food so so it's not only your environment but also your stress levels can dictate your body's needs how active you are as well right like as the as the winter is kind of winding down and you are to start to feel more energetic this this is maybe where you actually start to exercise and move your body a little bit more so then you might notice your hunger levels are increasing and then you're like what's wrong with me I'm so hungry all the time well you've added activity to your day-to-day routine plus the time of year your body's giving you more energy so it's trusting that you're gonna listen to that and feed into that right so this is where you want to take the things that you've learned by making sure that not only are you incorporating the right carbs at the right time you're bumping up your protein and fat to feed into those satiety hormones right so this is where you're kind of taking all the bits and all the things that you learned while you're on your weight loss journey and implementing them when you when you feel like you need and then when they can be a benefit which is super cool um the other thing uh we want to talk about is other people's opinions how to confidently talk about your weight lost success I guess for lack of a better word um or for some of you I know who have reached your goals you spent some time in maintenance and I know that you're looking to continue your weight loss journey so that's a bit of a tricky conversation especially if you've lost your weight everyone's like well look at you you look amazing and then you go back into wanting to lose more right so oh you're you well you've already lost you've already lost enough don't lose any more weight you know I think it the I think although it's easier said than done you really need to understand it's no one's fucking business um, what you're trying to do from a health and wellness perspective it's no one's business what you're eating or not eating um, I help people lose weight and I don't judge what people are eating not eating I don't look at other people's carts I don't I don't pay attention to what other people are ordering or what other people are eating if I'm out and about with people or whatnot I just don't because I keep my energy directed at myself I am only mindful of what choices that I'm making at the end of the day I don't know people's circumstances I don't know how hungry or not hungry that they are it's like people will comment if you eat too much people will comment if you don't eat enough people will comment if you eat the donut people will comment if you don't eat the donut and um, people say the weirdest shit when it comes to to dieting and more importantly they say the weirdest shit when someone is successful at dieting and here's the big the big picture on this is why is because we're at a point in the diet industry where we know diets don't work this is like there's even commercials on TV diets don't work and you know so instead you're gonna take these drugs that's why all these drugs are kind of everyone's talking about them right now these weight loss drugs and, and whatnot um, so there is this kind of massive consensus that diets don't work not only that but they're bad for your it's they're bad for you mentally right so diets don't work they're bad for you mentally yet the diet industry hasn't let up in terms of the fact that it's a gajillion dollar industry the diet industry is not suffering for as much as people are you know understanding that diets don't work no one's lo- no no one's losing money out there in the diet industry people just keep feeding it and feeding it and feeding it and feeding it so everyone still be looking to lose weight but then if someone is actually successful at losing weight their immediate go-to is well you must have starved yourself deprived yourself or done something really unhealthy in order to successfully lose your weight so that is what most that's collective belief in society right now it's diets don't work therefore 
if you are successful at reaching your weight loss goals, you have to have done it by doing something detrimental to your health. So this is really what you're up against. This is why I feel like our Libby Loser community is so strong because we know what you've done and how you and, and to, to successfully lose your weight. We know how hard you work. We know how healthy you've been about it. And you know, we know that you haven't counted and weighed and measured and starved and deprived. You're constantly, you know, eating nutrient rich foods, eating and often paying attention, strengthening that mind body connection, being mindful, being aware, being all of those things, doing all those other things to maximize and make yourself as healthy as possible in the process of being successful at losing this weight. We know what you've done, right? But the majority of people out there, they don't know. And in terms of the living method, and trust me, I know because I've helped people lose weight for 30 years, there's nothing like this program and this process out there. And quite frankly, people really don't know about it. Even though in the current weight loss group, we have like 28,000, I think we've, I don't even know, 100,000 people or something have gone, 140,000 memberships have been sold with weight loss by Gina. That's not even a little grain of sand in the, in the whole like diet universe. We're barely making a dent. It may seem like everyone you know is doing the living method, but in terms of like worldwide perspective and collective belief, people think you can't lose weight in a healthy way. So, you know, what you may end up finding yourself doing is defeating you know what? I fucking hate that thing where people say, well, um, you know, you're being defensive. Sometimes you're being defensive because people are attacking and questioning and second guessing what you've done and you have no choice but to defend what you've done. <laughs> it's always, it's, it always amazes me when people, people, I've, I've had this with my program where people say something about it, talk shit about it. And then I'll be like, well, blah, blah, well, you're being defensive. It must be true. Or, or, or. I'm defending my program because you're attacking me and you're attacking me. Um, so sometimes you may feel like you're being defensive because you're literally being attacked. You know, I will stop losing weight. Why are you losing weight? You're spending more time on that. You're still drinking that water, still eating your salad, still doing all these. Do you know what I mean? When people are coming at you, you can, you can feel kind of attacked. And so you have to show up and defend yourself. Um, so this is where, um, you know, we want to talk about white lies versus telling the truth. And so I have maintained my weight for like 30 years. So, and you, you know, you can say whatever you want to me. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You might have guessed. I'm just going to say whatever I want to say to you and how I feel about it. There have been certain situations, though, where I might you know, choose not to want to talk about it. And I have shared this one where Tony, my fiance, when I first met his, uh, his friend circle and the first time I was meeting his friends, um, they kind of separated the women from the men and the women kind of all got to know each other. I got to know them sitting at a table. It was late and it was well past when I would normally eat a big dinner. But I kind of sat there for a moment and thought, well, I don't want to be the new girlfriend who does weight loss. So I don't want to chat about that all night long. And I don't want to not eat anything because people are going to ask me if I'm not hungry or why. And then if they find out that I'm a weight loss person, then it's just going to make things weird. And I didn't want anyone to feel weird because they didn't know me yet. And so in that moment, I chose to order a big entree to which Tony then came over later and was like, you guys ordered a big entree? <laughs> yes, I did. 
Um, but in the moment I figured, you know what, I don't, as long as I order it, you know, maybe no one's going to pay attention to what I eat and I don't eat. And then I'm going to pack it up afterwards and I'll take it home. And at the very least, Tony can eat it. So, so that was my thought process of in this moment, I don't want to talk about the fact that I help people lose weight. I don't want to talk about anyone else losing weight. I don't want to talk about me and myself. I just kind of want to meet these women and just kind of be normal and not have it be a weird thing. So that was my choice that I made in the moment. Um, you might choose to make some of these choices. Like say you're, you know, you're going to friends with your, you're going to dinner with your in-laws or, or someone that you might know who is going to say something about what you're doing or not doing, eating or not eating. And so let's say you go and you know, you, you're at dinner and you eat and you're eating in tune to your portion because you've gone somewhere and their portions are ridiculous, which they usually are. And so you've eaten what looks like half your meal. Meanwhile, everyone else is kind of, you know, scarfing their meals down and then they end up clearing their plate. And then I was like, Oh, you're not hungry. Is that all you're eating? Well, instead of saying, okay, well, I'm just trying to really in eat in tune to my, into my body's needs. And they're like, well, how can you be satisfied on that? Like, they don't understand how you would be satisfied on that much food because they wouldn't be satisfied on that much food, obviously, because they had to eat their, their whole meal because that's what their body is used to. And remember, you've gone through months and 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 months of work of being in tune to your body's actual needs rather than wants or what you're used to. Right. So you feel satisfied on that smaller portion, but they don't understand how you would be satisfied. And you trying to explain it to them is not going to help them understand it because they still don't understand because they wouldn't be satisfied on that portion. You know, it's like saying to your kids, you know, I used to walk a mile to school or 10 miles to school. Like unless your kid actually walks 10 miles to know what 10 miles is, there's no reference for that. So unless someone's been through the program and understand what you've done, they have no reference for what you've done. So they only assume what they know. Right? So you might not want to get into explaining why you've left so much food on your plate. And so this is where another white people just want to feel good about the fact of what they just ate. Otherwise, why do they fucking care what you've left on your plate or not left on your plate? I'm not going to say, to, I would never say to anyone, is that all you're eating? Are you not hungry? Is there something wrong with your food? Like, oh my God, are you not still starving? I would never say that, but people do. Um, and so this is where you might say, oh, I know it's so good, but I ate so much for lunch. I'm just so hungry or, you know, I'm not hungry right now, but I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to eat it later. So a lot of times people just want to know that you're going to eat just as much as them. You are, you're going to eat the whole thing. Maybe not now, but later, or the reason why you're not eating now is because you overate. And I know it sounds weird, but saying these things just put other people's mind at ease and it makes it make Makes sense to them. Oh, you're not eating all your food because you overate and had a huge meal at lunch. I can relate to that. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, you're not all the hungry now, but you're going to eat it later because it's so yummy. And of course you are. Okay. That's going to make me feel better. So this is why if you go to a late dinner, you might want to order just an appetizer and be like, Oh my God, this all looks so good. I'm just going to order something small because I'm so full. I ate before I came. You can all, you can always say, Oh, I was so hungry before I got here. I couldn't wait. So I totally mowed a bunch of food. So I'm not all that hungry now. So I am not, you have to understand, not into lying. I actually hate lying. It's one of the worst things that you can do in my world is lie. I think that you can say anything as long as you say it with love. And I'm always just about kind of owning your truth, right? So I'm not into lying or white lies, but this is sort of until you get to a place 
where you can be like me and say, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not, I'm just, it was great. I'm just not hungry for it. That's it. The, I, it's a, and it's about the way that I say it that isn't open for people's opinions about what I'm eating or not. No, it's great. I'm just, I'm full. That's it. Oh, you could try to come at me, but <laughs> you know what I mean? And also my confidence in what I'm doing. There's and, and when you're new to the program, you know, you might not have that confidence. But you guys have been through the program. You've been successful at reaching your goals. But you might also get, when if you talk about your weight loss journey and having lost, right, this is where you also might get um, outside of just what you're eating and when and judgment there, you know, if you do decide to go for more, right, you've already, haven't you already spent enough time on that? Haven't you already dieted for long enough? Do you know what I mean? And sometimes this really feeds into our, you know, the fact that we're having a hard time prioritizing ourselves still. Like, oh, you're right. I've already taken time for myself. I've taken enough time for myself. It's time to get back to focusing on other people. So they can really play into your need to prioritize other people and really feel selfish about taking up space in your own life so that, you know, you've, you've lost enough. You know, a lot of times people are like, please don't lose anymore because it's pissing me off. Do you know what I mean? You look fine. Well, it's, you may look fine, and but you've lost enough for what? For them? Well, that's great, but you, it's all about you and how you feel. So this comes down to confidence. Like, oh, you're loose, You're going for more? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I've never felt better in my life, and I have a few extra pounds. I figure, like, I might as well just get her done so I can truly move on from this weight loss journey. That's it, do you know, but you might not be there in that confidence, especially if you're struggling with, should I go for more? Or shouldn't I go for more? You know, then there's, you've lost your weight, you're into maintenance, you're super solid about it, but now you're continuing to make healthy choices that support your new lifestyle. And that pisses people off too. Oh, you're still eating leafy greens at lunch. Like, yeah, because they're just healthy for you. I, you, not because I'm trying to lose any more weight. Oh, you're still drinking all that water? Yeah, I'm still focusing on being hydrated so my body can function properly. Oh, you don't eat chips or anything anymore? Like, yes, I do. I just, in this moment, I'm not really hungry for them. Do you know? So it's kind of just owning. And so the, a good way to kind of understand how to have these conversations is recognize that you are listening to yourself. And the shit that you say to other people is really important because that is what you are reinforcing in your soul. No, I feel great. Yeah, I feel great, but I'm going to go for more. I want to lose all of my weight so I can move on and be done with it. You know, aren't you worried that you're going to gain it all back? No, I have put months into losing my weight in the healthiest of ways. I did it differently this time. I am super solid. I am going to be able to move on and maintain this weight and live truly my best life and never have to worry about weight loss again. Now, you might need to practice these things. Like, you might need to practice saying them to get to a point where you actually believe them because maybe you're not so sure because enough time hasn't gone by. Do you know? what I mean um, but you'll get to a confident place and also this is a good test for you if people are saying things that are are making you second guess or irritating you or you have an issue with that's just they're just the messenger so these are highlighting more things yay that you get to work through and deal with because you know anyone should be able to say anything they want to you but it's all about how you're interpreting it right so be mindful of what you're saying to people and how that's resonating in your soul and recognize you don't have to tell everybody everything because it's none of their business at the end of the day do you know what I mean so choose choose what you choose to share choose what you choose to keep to yourself do you know what I mean um 
but just be mindful. Do you know what I mean? About not, not buying into what other people want you to think or feel or do. You got, you spend a lot of time and this might be very difficult. You're in a situation, um, having accomplished this goal in the way that you did that you are very in tune to your needs. You are very in tune to what works for you what doesn't work for you and that just goes far beyond food what you're eating and when and how much this also goes with situations and people in your lives do you know what I mean where you may be recognizing that maybe someone in your life isn't all supportive maybe this person was your friend while you were fat and maybe they're having a really hard time getting over the fact that you weigh less than them now. Like this is a real thing. You know, people subconsciously judge the people around them. So if you've always been the fat friend, maybe you're no fun anymore because you're no longer fat. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they're always like, well, at least I'm not as fat as so-and-so. You know, at least I didn't eat as much as so-and-so. Like this is, I mean, this is the reality. And maybe it may be time if they can't keep up to where you're at and honor where you're at to get yourself to some new friends and surround yourself with new people. Some of them you can't get rid of maybe because they're your family. Do you know what I mean? And maybe it's worth saying to Aunt Sally, who's like, that, oh, you're still on that diet. Oh, you lost your weight. And you're probably just going to gain it all back anymore. That same Aunt Sally who was like, you have such a cute face. If you just lost a little weight oh you're gonna eat that much honey you should really watch what you're eating that same fucking in sally no disrespect to sally's you know who ragged you your entire life about your weight and now is ragging you about the fact you've lost weight chances are you're never going to be able to please her so you know what i mean just like say what you want to say or just recognize she ain't going to change and, and how she feels about you at the end of the day has actually nothing to do with you you know and that's my final takeaway i know it's so cliche is that when when other people say things to you it has nothing to do with you it's about how they feel where they are at what they would do what they wouldn't do what they're comfortable with you know what I mean and really it has nothing to do with you you know if you're able to find people in your life who support you for being you and doing the things that you want to do and give you advice based on what's best for you and not what's best for them man hang on to those people because they're they're pretty rare they're pretty rare you know um where are we at I think that's it I think I pretty much covered all of it um I and mean, then that's a good list of stuff thank you for guys for all of your topics we're going to be back on Wednesday. We're going to be weighing in. Um, so give us a list on some of the topics that you'd like us to weigh in on on Wednesdays. Also, um, I did a check-in last week, but I didn't actually post it where I was asking, what are some of the, what's some content that you would like to read? I want to get back into writing content specifically for the maintenance group. I've learned quite a bit um, over this last little bit with this maintenance group. We're working on some redoing some posts, but what are, if there's some like, what would you like to read about? What would you like to kind of like conversate about? What are some things that you'd like to discuss and read some written posts? Let me know because I want to get into what I'm going to do is take our topics that we're talking about on our way in Wednesday and turn them in some posts. So some really good takeaways and add the things that I, maybe I forget to say while we're having the conversation. So um, are we going to have access to the new exercise videos oh that's such a great question so I just shared some new exercise videos in the weight loss group I don't see any reason why we can't post them here in the maintenance group and um, we also have we're also inviting some fitness experts to partner with us and share some film exercise videos we're starting with Chloe and we're actually introducing those videos this week so I will definitely talk to Odette and the team about um, creating an exercise guide perhaps uh, in the maintenance group so you can have access to those um, that's a great idea but if you're using the app 
We also have them in the app. So even though your version of the app, so after you're done the 91 days of the program, it turns into a general tracker. And when we update the app, we update the app. So for example, um, maybe you did the winter program and you, and it, you know, and you've been maintaining ever since, like last winter, a year ago's program, you're maintaining ever since. We now have updated the app quite a bit. And even though you're just using it as a general tracker, we've updated, for example, the recipe guide. So I think there's like 50, five recipes in there at this point. There is the exercise guide in there as well. So you still have access to all of that and access to all of the updates we've been making too. It doesn't like guide you in terms of the weekly information and whatnot because it's just a general tracker, um, but you do have access to all of that in the app as well. So you can go and check those out. So if you go to the um, app, you go to the bottom of your app and then you go to the little search icon um, and it's going to take you to those kind of main guides. You'll find the exercise guide in there and you click it and that's, have we added those exercises to the exercise guide in the app yet? The new ones, the new Chloe's? Ones? No. Not Chloe's, but the ones from last week, probably? Well, we're going to add them. <laughs> They're not there now. They'll be there soon. And next, I got to go, everyone. Have an amazing day. Thanks for the chat. I'll see you guys later on Wednesday. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.